Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Ranavik. Berto is your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. Hola a todos. That's what Bridge MCP says. Bridge is now our official Irish Latina. ¿Cómo estás, mi hermana? Linda Joe Kessinger, Haig, Berto AVQ, Michael Hope. Everyone's doing well. We're all doing well, I expect. AVQ, ¿qué pasó? ¿Cómo están todos? Uh, let's see who else we got here. Okay, let's see who else we got here. Para ver, para ver. Nanette Bird Smith, Linda Joe Kessinger, Bridge. Okay, here we go. From Michael Rudnan, our resident early investigator. Bernie Sanders speaks out against dangerous chorus pushing for new Cold War. I saw that at the uh, Common Dreams today. The unprecedented global challenges that the United States faces today, climate change, pandemics, nuclear proliferation, past massive economic inequality, terrorism, corru uh, corruption, authoritarianism, are shared global challenges, writes Bernie Sanders. They cannot be solved by one country acting alone. They require increased international cooperation, including with China, the most populous country on earth. It is distressing and dangerous, therefore, that fast-growing consensus is Emerging in Washington that views the U.S.-Chinese relationship as a zero-sum gain, zero-sum economic and military struggle. Bernie Sanders says the prevalence of a view will create a political environment in which the cooperation that the world desperately needs will be increasingly difficult to achieve. Why can't we have women run the world? I am tired of testosterone. Oh, China is doing this, so we got to go do this. And China is doing this, so we have to do this. That is what it's all about. Power centers and the plutocracy, male opera. Look, China is running around the rest of the world building infrastructure. Are they trying to curry favor with that? Of course they are. That's what we do too. It's just that we have been so concentrated in making money for the rich and not expanding our horizons or seeing past the next quarter that we ourselves had not gone through Africa, Asia, Central America, South America and said, all these countries that are in need, let's go ahead and give some goodwill. What is that goodwill? Oh, since we burned so much crap into the air and changed the climate in Guatemala, Nicaragua, and all these places, let's make sure and give those folks some assistance. Because after all, the change in the world temperature was caused by the industrialized countries. And the countries that didn't throw all that crap into the air, maybe they deserve a little bit of something too, don't you think? So China... Not that China is some good player. No country is really a good player. Everybody look out for themselves. But China is running around the world building roads, bridges, uh, injecting folks, vaccinate, vacunas, um, vaccinating folks. What we're doing? Well, we finally decided to give a half a billion vaccines, right? We have to be more, as Bernie said, we have to be more engaging. Second item from Michael Rudnan. Regarding Bernie Sanders and the dumb beat for the Cold War with China, I wouldn't mind an economic rivalry. First country to uplift all their people out of poverty wins. However, a second Cold War is really a bad idea at the time when we need to be getting together the face of the existential threat to global warming, which we cannot solve without united effort. As of 2019, China is on the losing effort side of the effort, having entitled, en, enti emitted... Uh, more greenhouse gases than all developed nations of the world combined. True. But let's also remember that China has about probably a third, maybe uh, about a quarter of the world's population, third of the world's population. I don't quite remember what the numbers say. So let's remember that. 
let's remember also that the amount of stuff that we, the Western countries, the industrialized countries, have thrown into the air, as these other countries like China and India say, ah, we want to progress, we want to have all these things built as well. If we don't want them to emit, we have to work with them to uh, mitigate their, their emissions and also to work with them and giving them aid so that we can really go all green, right? It's only the fair thing to do. We built ourselves on easy energy, burning all the crap. That's how, that's how we built our wealth. How would you want them to build their wealth? Please tell me. Those are the things that are not asked. And, you know, a lot of the questions, you know, one of the articles that I'm going to be looking at today is, does Americans like to be lied to? Many times we do. Many times we do. Many times we do. All right. Public option fades with little outcry from progressives. Progressives never stood behind the public option because we don't want incrementalism. Progressives can and will continue to stand behind Medicare for All, making sure we end with the obscenity that is the medical bankruptcy in gold. You know, early on during the Obamacare debate, I had some blogs that I wrote, and I initially said, accept nothing if the public option was not there. And that was the blogs that I was, was pushing, accept nothing unless you got the public option. Then the public option was whittled out by that senator from Connecticut. can't remember his name right now. Uh, don't remember his name right now. And uh, I had to make the decision as far as do we support uh, the bill without Medicare, for, with, without it. And I looked at the amount of people that would have gotten coverage. And I had to bite my tongue and said, okay, I'll go back on what I had to say. And many of us did. And the reason why is the reason a lot of times a lot of us progressives lose. And that is we want to save lives. We value humanity at all costs. At some point, however, saving a few lives in the beginning actually costs more at the end. And that is another thing that we progressives have to learn. I got to learn. All of us have to learn. In other words, if we save 100,000 lives because we gave them Obamacare, but if we had waited it out and Medicare for All came about and the sum total starts to go down, maybe... And I hate to say it this way, but maybe at some point we have to hold out. I don't know. All of this has to be calculated. The $50 trillion question, what is austerity? You know what austerity is. Austerity is the big lie. We are broke when the big truth is the economy is rigged and inequality is the result. Austerity is when the ruling class get most of everything society produces, leaving the people with less than they can live on. To bridge a gap, the bosses and bankers substitute high-interest consumer debt for decent wages. Austerity is the opposite of economic democracy. It's the dictatorship of big money. Contrary to the corporate propaganda, austerity is the opposite of free markets. It is the result of planned decision-making. Uh, I hope, is that article by Richard Wolff? That is something, Richard Wolff. I interviewed Richard Wolff, and he actually said that on my show as well. So that sounds like an article that would have been written by Richard Wolf, which is very true, which is also something that I point out in How to Make America Utopia. I want, I'm, I'm not going to go over that right now, but I want to leave a statement with you guys that is very important, very, very important. An economic system that, look, in America or in all over the world, 
there's a lot of work to be done. We need canals to bring water where there, there's not water. We need all kinds of things to make sure that people that are living in poverty can work themselves out of poverty. We need a lot of things. And the bodies are there to do that work. And the resources and raw material are also there to do the work. We have the bodies to do the work, the raw materials to do the work. That's there. What connects bodies' work and work to material activity and results? The economy. If over these last three centuries of capitalism, or however capitalism has been in, in, in effect, the idea, the fact that we cannot connect those things so that those things can work together means we have a flawed economic system. Mean the economic system is not valid. Money is a problem, right? Don't let anybody tell you if there are a lot of unemployed people in America and we need to build roads that we can't afford to build roads because the money is not there. Money is a figment of one's imagination. Again, if we can grow enough food, if we have enough bodies out there and if we have work, Nobody needs to be workless. Nobody needs to be hungry. It's the economic system that is a, is, is a faulting factor here. And if we can get Americans to understand that the figment of imagination that they have about money and what we can afford, if we can get them out of that thought process that was placed on us, a fallacy, we could move forward. Uh, what was implied in what Michael Rodney just talked about there which is true, is that the system is designed so that we have a pecking order. In other words, we want to control the flow of money. We want to control that so that, one, everybody doesn't have equal access to success, right? Don't, don't be fooled like we're a meritocracy. The only way you can keep a caste system, and I'm not talking about racial caste. I'm talking about a caste system, period, is if you have a way of controlling that these guys can live a great, rich life while you down here do all the work for them. And that's what we have in America today. Oh, Bill Gates is a billionaire. He worked hard. He worked hard. But he doesn't work any harder than that woman that gets up in the morning, that man that gets up in the morning every day at 6, travel, sweep floors, bust his butt, bust his arms. Bill Gates... Jeff Bezos, none of these guys work harder than the average working person. Now, look, I am not saying that that guy who swept the floor uh, should make what Bill Gates make. I'm not saying that in the least. Bill Gates went above and beyond in doing a lot of other things, right? But the economic system does not reward people accordingly. All right, let's see. The entire Portland police uh, crowd control unit resigns after officer indicted on protest assault charge. Good, good for them. Get away, go. The team consisted of approximately 50 officers. Members of a specialized Portland, Oregon police unit that deals with the crowd control have resigned from the assignment in mass a day after a fellow officer was indicted on an assault charge stemming from alleged illegal use of force during the protest year. Good. We need more resignations. If every one of those cops who resigned because one of their fellow person for roughing up somebody else quit, they should leave the force. They should leave the force. Absolutely so. All right, let's see. Follow-up from the previous post. Egberto, mind putting this one on the screen? Depends. Let's see what it says. 
Uh, what should be required of law enforcement? Yeah, that's a good one. I'll put it on the screen for you. Uh, let's see. Where is my screen? I moved things around a little bit here today. There it is. All right. Uh, let's see. Egberto, uh, the one might resonate personally. The U.S. is the most overworked, developed nation in the world. We as Americans work too many hours. If you don't believe so, check the following data point that compares our peers. We in the U.S. are most overworked. Yeah, we are overworked. And they try to make it look like Americans are lazy. Americans are not lazy. Americans work very hard. What America, what the plutocracy is good at doing is highlighting the few people that sponge off the rest. And they make it seem like that is prevalent. But if you ever doubt it, go into any neighborhood of any kind of any class. And for those people who don't have cars, go to the bus stop, go to the trains. These people are going to work every day, many of them to menial jobs, many of them to jobs that pay barely minimum wage. Many of them are just paying paid enough that they can have a little bite to eat and take care of their kids. Don't ever believe it. Okay, let's see uh, what else we got here. Para ver, para ver, I'm, I'm scrolling down. Hey, Paul Fleming, welcome aboard. Peggy Lopez, welcome aboard, Peggy. Como estas, mi amiga? Uh, let's see what else we got here. Let's see what you got here. Let's see what you got here. Uh, Dito, women have empathy. We rock. I want, I want the world controlled by women. I really do. I, and, and, and I'm not, and let me tell you why. I think a lot of the problems we have right now have been taught to men this day. We like to tease and say it's testosterone. But I think it's just the macho teaching that we've learned. I've had to give up on a lot of my macho-ness after talking to a ton of women and realizing how stupid I was, sexism. I wasn't a misogynist, but I was a sexist. You know? I wasn't a misogynist because I have a, a great mother and two great sisters. Can't be a misogynist when you have women like that in your life. Uh, Paul Fleming, the program is a little choppy. Really? I uh, wonder why it would be choppy. Uh, anybody else? Is it, is it choppy for anybody else? Please let me know so we can determine if it's our internet or it is somebody else's internet. Let me know if it's choppy. All right. Watching on YouTube. Steve's okay, says Bridge MCP. Linda uh, Joe Kissinger. Hey, Deborah, almost missed you. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, para ver, para ver. Anything else that I need to throw out? I chat on FB, watch on YouTube, mostly to avoid the 30-second delay on FB. I didn't realize FB was 30 seconds delayed. Wow. Michael, I'm technically challenged. I don't know how to do that. Come on, Michael Rudnan. Help Linda Joe Kessinger. Get in a chat with her and help her out. Deborah John says, Egberto, Candace Owens stated, Democratic Congress is owned by the Chinese. LeBron James is owned by China. Ch uh, Candace Owens is just looks for you know, she just says stupid things so that she can get attention. We talk about it, and voila. Austerity article was written by Richard Moser. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll take a look at that. That sounded like a damn good article that you quoted, dear uh, my friend. Uh, let's continue here. Para ver. Let's see. San Antonio Black International Film Festival. 
showcases film uh, genres indicated, uh, indicative of vast black experiences, advocates for and supports filmmakers of African descent. Thank you for the info, E2247. I love my, I love my audience. I really, really, really do. Um, I, you know, I have started, let me tell you what, I've started putting one item less uh, unless they're very short. Because I enjoy so much of what you guys are bringing, you guys bring a lot of stuff that you want me to talk about, and you write it in there and we talk about it. So, look, thank you guys. Uh, let's see. Carl Cox is Egberto. I left out the word not in a comment last week. I'm not a communist sympathizer. Carl, I got your email. I hadn't mentioned it. I was waiting for you to be on, and thank you for being on. Look, I don't think anybody here believed that anybody here are communist, communist sympathizers or anything by the definition of what the right wing like to use as communists. So no, you don't have to worry about that. Not only that, Carl, we are a judgment-free zone. We're going to hit you up if we don't like what you say, just like you're going to hit us up if you don't like what we say. But I want everybody here to put what's in their minds in our chat. And because that is how we actually get good communication, right? If everybody feels free that they can express themselves... And if they make a boo-boo, we'll tell them you make a boo-boo. If I make a boo-boo, I'll, you guys know I'll admit it right away on air. You know, So it's not a problem. It's not a problem at all. So uh, Carl Cox is not a communist, folks. Brother Carl is not. Is there anything else you'd like me to say, Brother Carl? Carl Cox? Tom C. says, now that we have Juneteenth as a federal holiday, we can change Columbus Day to Indigenous Peoples Day. To remember how the U.S. mistreated Native Americans. I think the Columbus Day holiday is an undeserving holiday. That one is an undeserving holiday. If you read uh, Zinn's book on the type of person Columbus was, he deserved no holiday. People would say, what about the founding fathers who had slaves and all of that? There's a slight difference there. Columbus was, well, we'll go to that some other time. Uh, let's see, Michael Rudin said, women have more empathy than men, a combination of nature and nurture, not sexism, just sociology. I, I can believe that. Uh, I mean, women have to stay close to the kid because they have to breastfeed them and all that kind of stuff. So I imagine that uh, there must be some sort of a genetic code there. That wouldn't be, on, on, that wouldn't be something that one couldn't think. All right, let's see. I'm watching on YouTube. It's good, too. Okay, let's see. Nanette Burstmith said, no problem here watching. Paul Fleming went out and came back. It's all well. Thank you. Daniel Ledo says, I have a mother and sister as well. So glad to hear it is impossible for me to be a misogynist. No, what I said is I had a mother and two sisters. They were great. And because of who they were, I could not have grown up to be a misogynist. That's what I really meant if I didn't say it they would not have allowed me to become a misogynist. My sisters would have kept me in check, and my mother would have definitely kept me in check. Carl Cox, there are too many Americans that are gullible, ignorant enough to believe that the wealthiest among us don't game the system in their favor against the rest of us. Carl, you hit, the, you hit it on the money, brother. All right, let's see. Peggy Lopez says, I agree that the average women in America would do a better job of helping American citizens. However, these women today who want to get ahead are also trained by the same male process, Hillary. Oh, oh, Peggy, that statement is going to be one of our statements of the day because 
what Hillary Clinton, first of all, Hillary, when she ran both times, if she were a man, she would have won. She was the most qualified. When she was the most qualified, when she ran against Obama, she was the most qualified when she ran against, uh, when she ran against um, Trump. Definitely. Now, her character, as far as what she wanted, the reason I would have voted for Obama, the reason I voted for Obama over Hillary was he, and by the way, I was initially a Hillary supporter, even when Obama was in the race. I then switched to Obama after Clinton did a few things that forced me to switch. But Hillary thought that she had to be better than men, and she was, and not even that. We are such a sexist country. Not even that was enough based on an electorate. Well, the, most of the country voted for her, so let's be real. The majority of the country voted for her by over 3 million, but still she couldn't pull it through. Once I wrote an article at the, the, at the um, Daily Coast where I said, sexism is actually worse than racism. And I got attacked. And the people that attacked me the most were black women which in effect said that they believed that their blackness uh, was actually more, was more a hindrance to their success than their femaleness. And I can't do much arguing on the femaleness, but I can just watch the reality of what happens and say, if, you know, looking at it from the outside, it's hard as hell being a woman, in my opinion. I'm not a woman, but I see what women have to go through uh, in, and, and the reason I also said that is that women, let's l even look at black women, are discriminated against in the black church for the longest time. They did all the work in the church, and they couldn't be pastor of the church. They did all the work in the church, and the guy who has the penis is the person who got all the kudos. But they attacked me. But I, I, I stood my ground on that particular one and said, I, I am sorry, but I think I have to stay with, I think being a woman is more, has more things. Now, there's something, there's something crucial about uh, Hugh, but that's for another time. Michael Rodden, communist sympathizer here. I believe that communism can work once we become a post-scarcity civilization. Technology required, generalization, AI automation. Yeah, um, notice what I said, Rodnin, the definition of communism by the right. Okay? I'm not talking about communes and all that, or, or, or collectives and that sort of thing, which are all forms of communism, right? Socialism, communism. Social, it, it, it's a deeper form of socialism, which is communism. Much deeper form. Eric Hayes. Oh, boy. I don't know what that means, Eric. Egberto, you know there are ads that pop up in your video. No, I didn't know that. Courtney, the SLP. Columbus was a nasty person. I agree with you, my dear. Uh, happy Father's Day, dads. Hey, we dads just got a great Father's Day from Courtney. Love you, Courtney. Uh, let's see what else I got here. Then again, my idea of communism stems from Star Trek. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, let's see what else we got here. Eric Hayes says, here it's one for you moat men getting to form FMLA to spend time with family. And that is what we need, more fathers included in the family unit, and maybe we might have less issues today. I'm going to add to that. I don't disagree with you. I, I'd like more families, whether it is a family of a man and a woman, two men or two women, more families that have the wherewithal, 
that don't have to work so hard that they don't have the energy and the attention to give the kids. That is where we're at today. You want to know why we have the violence that we have, why we have kids that don't, many kids who don't understand humanity? See, a lot of those kids that just go pop the cap on other people, they're sick. They're sick. Ah, let's see. Michael Renner said, I'm not a fan of the Clintons. They're about the only ones who could have lost the Trump in 2016. Oh, boy. I, you know, I have to agree with you there. Eric Hayes says, didn't she do a slot, a lot of illegal things with the foundation? No, that was just, no. If she had done illegal things by now, she would have been in jail. No, that's not true. That was just right-wing propaganda. They give it some legs. They run with it, and then no convictions. Come on. Not even an indictment. You know, Trump got impeached twice. She didn't even get an indictment being out of office. Okay, let's see what else we got here. Michael Rodney, let's see. We got Peggy Lopez says, In 2008, while I was in law school, I had a conversation with instructors in my school, and my statement at the time the country was, hire a black man before they hired a woman for president. Was this country would hire a black man before they hired And you know what? Peggy Lopez you said that in 2008 before the election, and your words were prescient. Obama, I never thought the country was ready to have elected Obama. I never thought so, but I learned a lot. Right here in Kingwood, Kingwood Obama was very popular when he ran in 2000 and 2008. I went to so many homes here when it was just amazing. And these weren't people that just didn't want Hillary. These were a lot of Republicans who actually wanted Obama, that I used to go to their homes, and it was amazing. Uh, let's see. Eric Hayes, you probably don't understand communism. The idea is that everyone earns the same regardless of profession. Is level of equality or civilization can't seem to muster. Uh, you know, it, it's funny because a lot of people worry that, okay, why would an engineer make more than a person who sweep the floor? I call it the differential, right? As an engineer, I had to go to school for four more years, study when that person who sweeps the floor could go work eight hours, sweep the floor, go home, and watch TV and do whatever they want. So I don't have a problem with differentials. I don't. Uh, somebody who had to spend eight years in, in college when I could spend an extra four years partying, I can understand that they deserve a differential in, in wages, but not the kind of differentials that we have today. The differentials that we have today make absolutely no sense. Okay, Paul Fleming says, Juneteenth being a holiday doesn't mean, doesn't mean that the states will observe it. Yeah, the states don't have to observe, but a lot of them will. I tell you one thing, though. I am, you know, people are going crazy over Juneteenth. They love that we have a Juneteenth holiday. And all I want to say is what uh, Cornyn said. Because what Cornyn said, a lot of people thought, oh, wow, Cornyn supported the Juneteenth, and that is so good. That is so great. To which my answer is, I don't know how great it is, because you know what he said? In supporting it, he said a sly thing that went across, and many people had noticed. He said, oh, so, you know, what's the big deal in, 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 in giving a cosmetic thing? You call it, I think he called it cosmetic or not cosmetic. Some word kind of meaning cosmetic. No big deal. It's just a cosmetic thing. And if it makes a few people happy that we do it, great. That is what he told the reporter. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, okay? Just look up what he told the reporter when they asked him about his support for Juneteenth national holiday. And, I, you know, he's right. 
It's cosmetic. You really want to do something, pass the damn S1, the voter rights bill. That is where we talk about getting real equity. That is where we talk about doing equity. All right, let's see, but it's federal. Let's see. Eric Hayes says, haha, the comparisons of Clinton versus others apply to Orange. I don't know what you mean there. Uh, integration of schools paid off in so many ways, which allowed Obama to win. Yes. Well, you know, the young people don't have the fallacies. In, in fact, uh, when I used to go to a lot of the Republicans' homes and here, right? And actually, it was mostly white Republicans, right? And I'd go to the homes here in Kingwood, and I would get scared. And the reason I'd be scared is these people idolatrize uh, Obama. They thought he was so great. And not only that, you know how you know where their first inkling to love Obama came from? Schools. Obama went and did the university circuit, and he did the circuit here in Texas, the Southwest State. It used to be Southwest State, Texas University. Now it's a Texas State University. And he went to UT, and he went to other universities, and they went home to their moms and dads with his book. And said, Mom, you got to read this. Dad, you got to read this. Dad, you got to check this guy out. And these guys fell in love with this man. And I remember leaving one home one time with my buddy, you know. And, I, and he said, Egberto, isn't that great? I told you they're they going to like him. And I said, yeah, but they love him too much. Because that means when he drops, he's going to drop like a rock with a particular group of Americans. And you know what? The Tea Party came alive. And the, the, same, the, the same kind of racial overtones that we're having now, that's, that's unnecessary, started to occur. It was that fear, that, unnecess- that false fear that they started to put into white people, that somehow they were losing something eventually. And it, 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 it ultimately always worked with about 60-something, 70% of people, white people, that is. And one of the goals that I have as well is, Let's not let that continue to work. Race is a stupid thing. It doesn't really exist at all. Man, I got a show today, and now I'm getting all these things that I got to answer first because I love you guys, man. Egberto, you and others worked hard and appreciated, appreciate things better. The party people in college may never amount to anything, so there is no comparison. Uh, Paul Fleming, most people of color will still be going to work just like on the King holiday. Yep, they'll be going to their McDonald's. They'll be going to their every, all these other places. Uh, Hila Cummins, why aren't there thousands of viewers here? Progressive still lagging behind the cons by w- way too much. Come on, people, like and sub even if you can't watch this time. Yeah, I get all, most of my views uh, on podcasts and later on. But the only way I'm going to get more views is if, if they do exactly what you uh, say, Miss Cummins, Ela Cummins, if more people like and share. A lot of people come on and watch. They like it. But, yeah, sharing, is, it, it, it helps. So please, folks, share the program. Uh, 1969, South Carolina, Anthony Crawford, lynched for standing up for himself. His story told by his great-great-grandfather, Doria D. Jones, Ph.D., U.S. History. All right, um, keep reading. 27-minute documentary and panel. Thank you, E2247, Eric Hayes. Do you think uh, young people are being indoctrinated and taught critical thinking to choose for themselves? That is a big deal right now. Yes, I, I, think, I, think, that is a pro- I think that is a reason why the right really fears anything that sounds like talking about racism, race, critical race theory, or anything like that. And the reason why is people going to start asking real questions. Let me explain. Um, we were 
we when we when as Americans we are taught a myth, a real myth about who we really are. And you know, you have to create this glorified thing about the founding fathers and that we are great at all at, at every cost. And I love what Biden said yesterday. Biden said a great country look at the bad things that they've done and they don't try to hide it or put it under the rug. What they try to do is mitigate it, make it better. We are not, you know, we make mistakes. Everybody make mistakes. All countries around the world have their bad history. You know, when we talk about slavery here in America, uh, it's not to say that uh, other cultures, other people with different hues around the world would not have suffered or don't suffer from the same kind of disease to oppress people of some sect or some kind. That's not what we're saying. But right now we're talking about America. And one of the things that happened many times is that we so lie to ourselves about our own country while others who know our country and know what our country have done not just 200 years ago, but this year in Central America, this year all over the world, you can't fool them. So what we do is we fool ourselves. Glory, glory, hallelujah. We are the best thing since apple pie. But when a business go overseas as an American business, they are representing our flag. And when we tolerate what they do overseas, and when we defend when overseas react to what they do, as in starting wars because... Uh, two people beat up two soldiers in Panama. So it gave Bush the reason to come into Panama with the whole Air Force and kill 10,000 Panamanians. It's a problem. We have to understand those things. We were lied to. Uh, we were made to believe we were this glorious country. We were a, 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 a bunch of rich cats didn't like paying taxes to England, okay? And they weren't going to take it anymore. They got, they got the revolution. We got a, great, a revolution. We created a, cons, a compromised constitution. And in order to get this union, instead of standing up for what was right, we said, okay, we'll make a compromise. We don't, we, you, even though you want to count all them black people as, as people, as citizens, we can't allow that because your black people can't vote. And the, the northern people say, okay, let's, we'll, we'll make a deal. We'll just call Egberto three-fifths of a person, right? And you want those people to feel 100% uh, thankful to the founders? You want those people who said women couldn't vote, those people who treated women like less than, those people who brutalized and stole from the Indian. You want us to just look and say, oh, just forget about that. What about that kid? What about that indigenous kid who goes to school and he's in his history class or her history class and then they say, oh, Columbus discovered America and Columbus, good for Columbus and we celebrate Columbus. And you're, you're an indigenous person. You're the or original person on this land. And you have to listen to that, right? What happened in the past is that people that were aggrieved didn't have the power. They couldn't speak because there were not enough of them that they could speak without worrying about being castrated, killed, maimed for telling the truth, for saying the way things are. What happens today 
is that there are enough people that can say things without worrying about, well, we can tell the truth now because they can't attack us anymore. And that is where we're at. So when these people are scared about critical race theory as if we are trying to change uh, what America is or we are trying to change the love of America, nobody's trying to change that. We are here. We are Americans. We're just trying, don't live a lie. Do not live a lie. Learn the truth and let's make ourselves better people. All right, let me see what else. Egberto, recommendation for after the show regarding critical race theory, myths and legends versus American history in a humorous format. Thank you for that one, Michael Rudd, and I'm going to really have to look up and, and do that one. In fact, I'm going to cue it right now so that I don't forget to play it. Uh, oh, stop that. There you go. All right. Uh, Peggy Lopez says, after the university and colleges blew up with dissension in 1960s and 1970s, the American educational system began ending teaching critical thinking in schools. How now we have what they wrought. Exactly. Critical thinking is import, importantissimo. It's so important. Somebody just sent an email and said, I joined the PDR Posse. Thank you so kindly for joining the PDR Posse. Who was that? Uh, I didn't see it. It dropped me a line if you, if, uh, because I, I don't see it come up on the screen yet. Let's see. Yeah, it hasn't come up on the screen yet. Maybe it's waiting a while before it comes up on the screen. And as soon as it comes up on the screen, I'll post it. Um, again, Egodo parrots the lie of the three-fifths compromise. I am not lying about the three-fifths compromise. You, the name alone tells you it was a compromise. It was a compromise to get the union together. It was a compromise that not the Southerners made, but the Northerners made not to give the Southerners just that entire one person for slaves that couldn't vote. That's not a lie, Mr. Ledeau. That's the truth, Mr. Ledeau. Come on, man. I don't have to come on here and lie when I know anybody can Google anything else. Everything can be Googled. What lies? Okay, let's continue. Uh, Hila Cummins says, problem. Police are tasked to enforce laws which are unfair, racist, and hypocritical, like being forced to be in, in revenues down south from marijuana. Yeah, but not only that, you know. They're working off of false numbers. All right, let me continue here. Courtney says, exactly, Egberto. Hila Cummins says, I'm good with ending the trillion-dollar failure. All right, I want to show you something about, and, you know, I forgot to cue all my stuff. I don't look like I'm going to be able to do my interview today. So we'll have to do the interview on Monday. But because I just love, you guys had so much material here today, I wasn't going to let that pass because I think that's what we're here for, right? But let's check out this stuff caught on tape. You know, sometimes Danny Deutsch rubs me the wrong way, but today he realized a perfect technique that Republicans always use, and it's one of the techniques that actually get their people riled up, and half the times they don't quite understand that he's playing with that animal fearful portion of their brains. I want you to check this out and then we'll take it on the other side. I actually think when Stacey Abrams immediately endorsed Senator Manchin's proposal, it became the Stacey Abrams substitute, not the Joe Manchin substitute. I just want to comment on the one thing Stacey Abrams, and she's such a class act, she wouldn't <laughs> answer your question when you said, why is Roy Blount you know, trying to assign the, the uh, Voting Rights Act to her and not to uh, Joe Manchin? Because she's a black woman. 
And it's that simple. And it's just and what, what's so offensive about that beyond the obvious tone to it is the assumption of stupidity of voters. They, they understand who's bringing this bill. And there's a difference between somebody who's coming forward, a progressive, respected woman who's coming forward, endorsing it versus the one who's bringing the table. Shame on you, Roy Blunt. Roy Blunt is a friend. And okay. I, 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 you know, I don't think he was saying this just because she's a black woman. I do believe black progressive woman. I'll put the word progressive. Uh, well, I, 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 I think the reason Roy Blunt is saying this is because he is they are desperate to get this stuff done because it helps their party. And he is a huge believer that the federal government has no business in elections, period. Um, that the federal government should leave all elections to the states. That's a, left, that's a great argument, but what does that have to do with state, bringing Stacey Abrams into it? Well, because what he is trying to say is that Stacey Abrams and therefore now Joe Manchin are trying to make this all a federal. I'm not here to defend okay. Roy Blunt, <laughs> except I had to say something because I think if the roles were reversed, he would say got something. It. Okay, got it. And I wanted to be fair uh, to him. But um, let's be clear about this. The Republican Party thinks it's a winning strategy to keep people from voting, young people and people that are black and brown. It's not a winning strategy. You're the branding expert. You are somebody who sees politics day in and day out. Long term, this is not a winning strategy. And nothing, Stacey Abrams mentioned this, and I've said it many times before. You probably get sick of me saying it, Nicole. But telling people we're going to try to keep you from voting, you know what that does? It makes them want to vote. Absolutely. It makes them want to vote. So they are creating, I believe, a tsunami of emotion around voting Amen. for the midterms Amen. next year. Amen. And I think in the long run, it's going to make sure that Mitch McConnell doesn't take over the Senate he again. Does. I agree with what she had to say at the end. I think that a lot more people are going to vote than people expect. And I think a lot of people are going to make that extra effort that Republicans are forcing them to make to get the vote. But I, I think uh, Claire McCaskill shows something that we see all the time, and that is these people have a problem def uh, not calling out folks that are doing things that are patently many times racist, many times sexist, many times all the, using all the isms. They can't call out their friends. You have to do that. But anyhow, Donny Deutsch gets some kudos today because he saw the underlying issue with uh, Senator Blunt and what Senator Blunt was trying to do to uh, actually get their people, use that part of that mind that still isn't quite well developed to say it's, it's that black woman, it's Stacey Abrams, and uh, she's trying to do something that may affect you. And if you're not well read or if you're not, if you're not able to control your thoughts and control realities, then somehow that gets through. Kudos to Danny Deutsch. Uh, former Senator Claire McCaskill, look, you're a good woman. Please don't, don't allow these guys to continue to do what they do and what they do very well. All right, I hope you see that. By the way, folks, it's time for me to go ahead and ask you to please become a part of the PDR Posse. Click on that. If you are on YouTube right now, please click on that Join button. Click on that Join button right this minute. If, any, if one of you show up right there, I'll immediately throw you onto the screen so people can see that you just became a part of the new. So you can get our cups for the PDR Posse or T-shirts or anything by looking at that YouTube rack that's below there as well. But alternatively, you can go ahead and get the mug. And let me show you guys what the mug looks like. The mug is on the screen right now, designed by Bridge MCP, the leader of our PDR Posse. 
And by the way, before I forget, those of you who joined the PDR Posse, there are several levels, $1.99, but there's a level, I think it's a $4.99 level that allows you to read all of my books online, right? Uh, but for me to know who you are, uh, uh, YouTube don't, doesn't give me any information about you. In other words, your credit card, your, your email, I have nothing about you when you become a part of the PDR Posse. The way I talk to you through the PDR Posse is through that special uh, chat, not chat, but post that I can do only to members. But here's the thing. Here's the kicker. I need you to just send me an email and say, uh, I am a PDR Posse member. Give me the, uh, and, and you create an account at our website, and I will, once you create that account, or I can create it for you, I actually give you the link that you can read all the books online. Um, I, I just thought I might say, because there are some of you who are uh, subscribed as the, um, the read all my books online level, uh, send me an email, then I'll be able to go ahead and send, uh, put that stuff in the list for all, all of you to see. Now, secondly, um, if you want to support us, click that join button on the YouTube button. But if you, if you are on some other platform, please go to politicsunright.com slash YouTube, politicsunright.com slash YouTube. I just placed that in the feed. I need 1,000 subscribers to YouTube, and I need 1,000 subscribers to Patreon. And here is a Patreon, politicsunright.com slash Patreon, politicsunright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Please become a subscriber of one or the other or both. You can also support us at politicsandright.com slash PayPal. That is how you contribute to us via PayPal. You can either do it as a one-time or several times, your choice. Uh, let's see, Egberto, what is your email? Politicsandright, let me put the email. It's info at politics, let's see, politics done right, info at politicsandright.com. Info at politicsdoneright.com is how you get to me. Did I write that correctly? Yeah, I think I did it correctly. Info at politicsdoneright.com. Okay, uh, please also consider getting our books. You can get our books at politicsdoneright.com slash books, politicsdoneright.com slash books. Or if you get it directly from our store, politicsdoneright.com slash store, politicsdoneright.com slash store, I'll not only autograph the book, but I'll also send you a Bumper sticker so you can put it on your car so you can say, hey, guys, please watch Politics and Right. We talk the truth at Politics and Right. And you get your input. You can actually speak to me. And by the way, I already sent out, if you are a part of the PDR Posse, I already sent out in the post. Uh, you should have gotten uh, an, an, an alert. If you didn't get an alert, check, uh, check under the post for my channel. What you should get... Uh, Oh, let me explain, Bridge. I have over, I have 20.8 thousand subscribers to my channel. Subscribers to your channel just mean that whenever you, uh, whenever you have display or whenever you show things, people get an, a notification or they, they get your channel. Your channel gets to them. But all of those 20,000 subscribers are free. They pay absolutely nothing. They just get, they're just a part of our channel. They are a part of our family, but they, they're not supporting the channel financially. When you hear me say that I, I want subscriber members, subscriber members are the ones who say, oh, I'm a subscriber. I also want to be a member. 
And as a member, I, you know, I, I give you $1.99, or I give you $4.99, or I give you $9.99. And uh, we have a whole lot of the $1.99 subscribers to our channel right now. Actually, 9.9 uh, .9 out of 10 are the $1.99 supporters. Thank you for having all my books, uh, Linda Joe Kessinger. So that's what it's all about. Uh, that's why subscribers is one thing. Subscriber member are the ones who support me financially. Uh, now, again, so I think, I think I have all the things in there. Support us via PayPal, Patreon, or YouTube. And by the way, uh, what I have is 178 now as far as um, how many paid subscribers, members on YouTube. Okay, let's see. Let's continue with this. Um, I wanted to talk about. Uh, I can't. We don't have enough time for the video right now because we only have like seven minutes left. But there's a question, right? Let's say, as any conservative who's pissed off at Marxists, what are you so mad about? Their answer will invariably be some culture war nonsense, judge up, uh, right wing bubble. Actually, you know, and that's why, and Rodney, that's why I don't get mad. Marxists is when when they call you a Marxist. You know, I have. A, a, a woman that I'm having a conversation right now. She's a right wing. She called me a Marxist. She called me out for not calling out Ilan Omar. She called me out for a lot of things. But the good thing that she's still doing is we're still going back and forth with emails. And, you know, some people would have just ignored her. I have another newsletter from Substack that I send out twice, two or three times a week. And what it is is some, you know, modified blog posts that I do and a few other things on that Substack. I don't know if some of you receive my Substack newsletter as well. And what happens is she got my Substack newsletter and went crazy. She called me a, she said the problem with the world is there are too many progressives. And, you know, I wanted to explore that. I wanted her to explain to me what it is, why is it that she doesn't like me? Why is it that she thinks I'm a problem? And then she started to regurgitate what we hear on, on uh, what we hear on Fox News all the time. And you know, unfortunately, if you listen to Fox News, you're gonna hate me too. Because as far as you're concerned, I'm a Marxist who wants to destroy this country. Far from the truth. And so she projects that onto me. And so what I started to do is I started to ask her, okay, tell me. Uh, you, you spoke about Elon Omar. Let's just talk about Elon Omar. I said, please tell me what you want me to object to what Elon Omar had to say. Please tell me what it is that she said that was incorrect. And she couldn't really say. All she knew is that this Muslim congressperson, this Muslim congressperson doesn't like America because they used America in the same line with Hamas, in the same line with the Taliban, in the same line with Israel, and that made her anti-Semitic and hate America. Okay? What specifically would you say that she said that was incorrect? Nobody could quite tell me. So then it was funny because one of the things that I wanted to do with the show today was to talk about this particular article on uh, Common Dreams. The article starts out and it says, do, do Americans want to be lied to? 
both major parties seem to think so. Uh, and again, by stating that my ideology wants to destroy the country, again, Daniel Ledo just said that. He said that my ideology wants to destroy the country. To which I said, no, my ideology wants to elevate the country. And I don't only want to elevate, elevate the country per se, Daniel. What I want to do is make sure that everyone in the country is elevated. You inclusive. I want to make sure that people understand that the current economic system by design puts all of us at a disadvantage purposefully, including Daniel Ledo. Now, we have a lot of think tanks who use particular issues to fool different people into believing that guys like me, somehow this liberal progressive left-winger, wants what's bad. And it couldn't be further from the truth. Couldn't be. But anyhow, do Americans want to be lied to? Both parties seem to think so. And I hate that he said both parties seem to think so. What he really should say is... The establishment of both parties do that. Like, let's give an example. Joe Manchin is standing up to the voter rights bill. Joe Manchin is standing up to uh, killing the filibuster and all these issues. Joe Manchin is just being used as a scapegoat right now. There are a lot of Democrats, including California Democrats, who don't want the, the, the filibuster killed. And you know why they don't want the filibuster killed? They need an excuse to be neoliberals. They need an excuse to be the, the they need an excuse to continue being the pawns of the plutocracy, the pawns of the wealthy. That's what they're doing. So when he says that, he point he starts out and he says, two recent controversies have revealed an unsettling reality about American education. The ruling members of both of the nation's major political parties do not want an informed citizenry. And in the first sentence, he, 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 he corrected me. I'm sorry, uh, Donald McCarthy. I am just understanding the first sentence that you wrote. When he said the major political, the, 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 that both, both ruling members of the major political parties, he means the establishment. So I, st I, 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 I am corrected by what he said in the first damn sentence. Uh, he, he, understands what, what, he understands it well. With the right wing riled up about critical race theory in schools and both sides of the political, political aisle is in an uproar over Ilan Omar's comment on the United States and the International Criminal Court, it's difficult to come to any conclusion other than American politicians do not believe Americans should hear difficult truths about our own country. Ironically, the people who attacked Ilan Omar were Democrats first. Amazing. Amazing. And then they give the impetus that was necessary for the right wing to just come down and slaughter her. And it wasn't fair. Because what she said was right. I mean, it was just spun incorrectly. The debate over critical race theory shows that plenty... I say we put Egberto in an education camp for a while. He desperately needs it. Okay, why don't you come and join me? And we'll, we'll go to the educational camp together, Lido, and we'll teach each other. The debate over critical race theory shows that plenty of politicians do not want the topic of racial inequities discussed in classrooms, despite the fact that it's a part of American history and leaving it out is tantamount to teaching science fiction instead. Yes, this country, racial, as stupid as race is, 
we have used race is integral in our economy race is integral in the formation of this country race is the only thing that allows capitalism to survive in the form it has survived in america because it is a factor that allows others to look at look at the problem as being that of the others and not that of the plutocracy who is screwing you. And I'm running out of time, so I got to go. This has to continue at another time. But, but, thank you guys for taking over my show today. You are the, you guys own the show, so it's okay that you have taken my show over today. Um, actually, I enjoy it better, to be honest with you. I love the interaction, the talking with you and, and that sort of thing, because I feel... I feel a part of I wish more of you would call in. You know, but I guess on the when when you're written down, more people get to say things and I can handle more things when it's written down, I guess. All right, folks, please remember support the show. Click on the join button to become a member of the pilot, p- the PDR Posse. Please do. And uh, by the way, create an account at Egberto uh, at po- is it at politicsandright.com so that you can also start using our 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 what do you call that? Or forum there. We are going to eventually start using the forum. You have to create an account at Politics and Right, and we can start using the forum. Okay? I want to start using it, but I can't start using it with zero people. I think I have one or two people that have already joined into the forum. So go to politicsandright.com slash PDRPASI, and let's start populating that forum if at all possible. But you have to create an account on Politics and Right. Now, if you uh, – so let, let, let's go ahead and do that. All right, so please go to politicsandright.com slash YouTube, politicsandright.com slash YouTube. If you're not on YouTube to join the PDR Posse, if you're on YouTube, just click that Join button. I need your support. Uh, support us at Patreon as well, if you can, one or the other or both. politicsandright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is for P-A-T-R-E-O-N, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And, of course, if you go to our store, get our books or T-shirts or whatever, if you get our books, I'll sign the book and give you a bumper sticker. Politicsandright.com. Whoops, I missed that. Politicsandright.com slash store. And you can also support us by getting our books at politicsandright.com slash books. Look, guys, I know you could be anywhere. The fact that you're here, love you very much. Please continue. Please continue doing what you're doing. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right, and you guys know how I end this. Baby, I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.